Hello and welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French and today is Sunday in the third week of Lent. And today's homily is called The Beauty of Confession. Let's begin. Today we hear Jesus drawing on current events, the headlines of the times, in order to preach to his followers the importance and the urgency of repentance. He gives the example of some fellow Jews who died at the hands of Pontius Pilate's soldiers, and some others who died in a construction accident near Siloam in Jerusalem. But the message that Jesus preached would have come as a shock to his listeners, because it was the popular opinion at the time that any tragedy or any suffering could ultimately be traced back to a person's individual sins. Therefore, those Pilate killed must have had it coming in some sense. And those who died in the tower collapse must have also done something to deserve it. Now, historians are not exactly sure of the details of the events that Jesus is referring to. But some scholars believe that the event with Pilate's soldiers happened when the Jewish people began protesting after Pilate stole money from the temple to build new aqueducts into the city. Some also suggest that the tower that collapsed may have also been a part of that aqueduct project, and so those working on it were being punished by God for participating in Pilate's crimes. Nevertheless, Jesus takes a different view on these events. He uses this image of a fig tree to symbolize that anyone who refuses to repent and to ask for God's forgiveness will ultimately stay separated from God. Someone dies in a state alienated from God, and death can come at any time as evidenced by Jesus' own examples. Such people will remain alienated for eternity. In Jesus' own words, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. While Jesus in today's gospel rejected the popular idea that tragedies are always the direct result of sin, he does emphasize that earthly tragedies are a constant reminder of the limited time we have on this earth and the desperate need to live in unity with God by asking his forgiveness for our sins. Our limited time on this earth is symbolized by the one year given to the fig tree to bear fruit in the parable today. Our need for forgiveness is an uncomfortable truth, but one that Jesus doesn't shy away from in his preaching, which is precisely why the church places this gospel in Lent to encourage us towards repentance and to reach out to God for his love and mercy. It's important for us to remember in all of this that God is not a harsh judge, but a loving Father. Today's Psalm 103 tells us, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. In other words, the Lord delights in pouring out His mercy and forgiving our sins, but we have to open ourselves to Him. As Christians, I think we should be taking every advantage of God's love and mercy, striving to live always in communion with Him, because the end can come at any time. The longer we hold off repentance, making our peace with God and our neighbor, the harder it gets for us to do so. I found a story that illustrates this point very well, and I didn't actually believe it was true until I did my own research and found a medical paper from 1979 that confirms it, complete with pictures. Um, so you can actually take a look at that after, uh, after this podcast if you like. I'll try and put a link in the show notes. There was a boy named Julian from South Africa who tripped over and fell in the grass one day while chasing butterflies. When he got home, he complained of having a sore eye. So his parents took him to the doctor 
who in turn found nothing and so just prescribed him some basic ointment, and soon the problem seemed to go away. But about 18 months later, however, Julian's eye began to hurt again, and this time he complained of cloudy vision. His parents took him to a specialist who was stunned by what he found, and I'll read now from the medical report. On examination of the right eye at the 6 o'clock position was a linear corneal scar, which was obviously an entrance wound. At the 10 o'clock position, a spiraling shoot was seen projecting forward that suggested a germinating grass seed embedded in the iris. If left any longer, the seed could grow more and do permanent damage. Fortunately, the doctors were able to operate immediately and restore the boy to good vision. Now, what's the point of this story? Well, the seed is a little bit like sin, which in its many forms, both obvious and imperceptible, has a way of implanting itself into our hearts and growing into something that can do permanent damage. When sin is left unchecked and untreated, it can blur our vision and cause us to lose sight of God and his will for our lives. When we repent, we take ourselves to God just as Julian was taken to the specialist. Only by us freely choosing to come to God can he act through grace to remove our sins and heal the damage they're causing to our minds and hearts and in turn to those around us. The longer we wait to repent, the more damage we do and the harder it becomes for us to see our way to God. So what do we do with this knowledge of our need to repent and God's desire to forgive us? Well, many of you probably already know where I'm going with this because it's my number one favorite subject of preaching. The answer is, of course, the sacrament of confession. I know it's hard and I know it can be unpleasant, but it's not something that I dare preach about without practicing. As of this year, I've been trying to go every fortnight and in Lent, I've been going once a week. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go that regularly. The church only requires us to go once a year or whenever conscious of grave sin. But whenever I'm asked the question, how often should I go to confession, my answer is the same. As often as it is helpful for your growth in holiness. Pope St. John Paul II, who went to confession every week, said, It would be an illusion to seek after holiness, according to the vocation one has received from God, without partaking frequently of this sacrament of conversion and reconciliation. Those who go to confession frequently, and do so with the desire to make progress, will notice the strides they make in their spiritual lives. Unquote. To go to confession is to live out the message of repentance Jesus preaches in the gospel today. Every time we confess, we allow God to show us his love and mercy. It opens the door to our heart and lets the divine physician come in and heal us of our wounds and our faults. It purifies our hearts and our minds, and it gives us the assurance of God's forgiveness and the grace we need to grow in holiness. In terms of my own parish here at Holy Name, confession is available every Saturday at 11.30am. You might also like to mark your calendars for the 6th of April at 7pm when the bishop is coming to our parish to lead us in a penitential service, where there will be the option to receive the sacrament of confession from one of us priests or one of the many visiting priests. You can also, with a little bit of notice, make time uh, with Father Paul or myself before or after Mass or at any other time in the week. Confession has been and continues to be one of God's greatest gifts to me, and I want to use my priesthood to share that gift with as many people as possible. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come before you humble and sorrowful, 
aware of our sin and our need for your forgiveness. Draw us close in your grace and give us the time and opportunity to be brought back into communion and friendship with you through your wondrous gift of confession. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word and the Average Shepherd podcast, you can do so by leaving a positive review and sharing online with your friends and family. Thank you and God bless.